Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Sean of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us again from Cabin Minute Cast, we've got Molly and we've got Heidi. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. And uh, today we are going to be taking a bite out of Minute 55. Which starts with everyone getting out of that car and uh, ends with Pete, I almost call him Dylan, ends with Pete uh, saying, you're not seriously suggesting we walk. David. David. What did I say? You Pete? said Pete. Pete. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been doing that. I've been doing that since I first saw the movie. It's true. Uh, first thing that I wanted to mention here is uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. the child locks thing, which was set up um, when they first pulled up to Liz's apartment and, and Sean uh, went out the uh the the sky roof um when uh when he does that and he, he says like you left the child locks on and phil says safety first sean um and uh there's actually a bit in the script that they i'm they didn't shoot and i'm glad they didn't or at least they they cut it out uh or something but um there's a bit where after either shouting for them to open the doors because of the child locks uh they they finally open the door and uh, David and Di fall out, followed by Sean. Uh, Phil starts lunging toward him, and Sean slams the car door shut and says, safety first, Philip." <laughs> Which, uh, you know, in the context of the moment, not great. So I'm glad yeah. that they cut that out. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... One too many yeah, callbacks. Call. One too many callbacks. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's those kinds of decisions that lead to the finely tuned, uh, you know, mood machine that we that we enjoy today. It's true. It, it's it's knowing like ah, that doesn't work, or that's this is the right moment for a joke. This isn't the right moment for a callback. Right. So yeah, it's uh you know a good a good we we have found that like I, I think for the most part everything they've cut out of the script has been a, a like it's just an a plus decision um hmm. there's there's i think there's only one moment i would i would think uh nick that we agreed that we wish that the yvonne scene was the longer version in the script um yeah and that and we're a little bit partial right in that regard um yeah because you know <laughs> we love our jessica hines yeah um Nay Stevenson. Nay Stevenson. <laughs> uh, although I do, I think she's just Heinz in this. So I think you, we could just call her Heinz um, mm-hmm. in this particular film. Uh, There's just something. So it's like saying Roman J. Israel Esquire. Right. <laughs> you or, say the once whole you thing. start, you got to say the whole thing. Or yeah. Ted and, Theodore. And Logan. isn't the whole, 
And isn't the whole damn country just talking about Roman J. Israel Esquire? <laughs> For me, it comes out more when I'm saying Jimmy Smiths, and it's either Space Jimmy Smith, Smiths, or Earth Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Star Wars Minute, everybody. Uh, Star Wars Star Minute. Wars Minute. Yeah, I, I also, for some reason... Um, there's something that I really like about it being Barbara who accidentally turns the music back on. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why, cause I, I don't, it doesn't really mean anything. I don't think, but I just, there's something that I really like that it's Barbara that is the one that does that and not like Ed again or, um, anyone else. It's her, uh, it, it's her, it, it's her shawniest move. Yeah. Just like the last person who would actually turn this music on is the person who does it. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I'm amused by that. I mean, she was, she was, it was pretty, it was uncharacteristically assertive when she told Ed, it is rather loud, dear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she must really not like it. <laughs> um, yeah. So our, our crew goes from being trapped in a car with a zombie to being surrounded by zombies. I, I mean, this in like the best way. It's hilarious, but it, it's super demeaning just to have that music play. Like through the car, like the muffle would just fill up like in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it's super demeaning? I think because Philip hated that music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. Just trapped in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. I mean, as uh, as Heidi pointed out before we started recording, uh, we get that great shot of of, of Philip's just this smushed face against the glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like if you were a little kid and there were the safety locks on and you just wanted to get out, you might be like Meh, like smush your face up against the uh-huh. window like that. So, yeah, there's something sort of sweet and smushy about it <laughs> as opposed to the, you know, the pale, creepy, scary something a little comical yeah. and cute. You know, it it it's even 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 in zombie mode. I mean, it's just really cool how all of the zombies are in the are they're in the right movie. Mm-hmm. Like they all have this quintessential like Romeronisms about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the zombies that are surrounding them and even while they're kind of we see them a touch in the background while they are all while when they are all still in the car, like in the last minute we could see them the zombies and i and i feel like they're just like um zombies that are visiting from the old movies kind of ushering in the new movie mm-hmm. like they're just all <laughs> kind of surrounding them and bringing them into the fold yeah you know there's this sounds macabre to say but you know in the context of it being a film there there there's a there was always like a bit of humor to a romero zombie like it just always had like a weird little like it was wearing like a hat and you'd be like, oh, I guess in life he was wearing like a sideways baseball cap. Or just like someone would totally, just be holding, totally. or like a woman would be dragging a purse. Mm, <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. those little, little, little touches, I think that, I don't know, like from what, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Walking Dead fan. I don't want to like dunk on Walking Dead, but you know, they're, they're, they're kind of, there kind of seems to be like a uniform quality to those zombies yeah. that I found. Mm, they do mm. pretty good job at certain episodes and things where oh, there's, totally. yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And one of my favorite zombies movies, which I end up seeming to hearken back to whatever podcast I'm on, Mm -hmm. is Return of the Living Dead, which is the, you know, more comedic, but still has, you know, some uh, 
some sweet moments. But to me, that's what this little moment reminds me when they're talking about the um, just a little bit later in this minute when they're saying he's not he's not your husband anymore. And he manages to reach up. Phil, Philip manages to reach up and stop the, the tape right. <laughs> from playing. Yeah. And uh, because that's those are the the ones in uh, Return of the Living Dead where they seem to still have some some agency. The zombies, mm -hmm. you know, do things like, say, bring more paramedics as they're talking. <laughs> <Right>. on, on, <laughs> and they seem to, you know, have their personalities are still there. Right. So, yeah, there there is um, there's something about uh like the zombies in this in this film, um, you know, going ba all the way back to the conversation about uh, Bill Nye smash smushing his face on the glass, um, and and Heidi describing that as cute. There is something sort of innocent about these zombies, uh, mm -hmm. you know, almost like they're like a like a like just like an animal, you know, and like some mm -hmm. animals are scary, but then other ones are kind of cute. And, you know, like Ed at the end of this movie, he's a cute zombie. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> you know, and Bill, Bill, you know, Philip, zombie Philip here in the back of the car, he's kind of a cute zombie. And I think that that <laughs> comes from, um, you know, Edgar and, and Simon have both said on uh, numerous occasions that the, the best zombie to ever be put on film was, uh, was, was the zombie in uh, Day of the Dead, um, Mm -hmm. who you know what is it is it what is his name bubba or something like that um the one that has the headphones yeah on. yeah bub yeah. bub or something like that I think I it think is bub. yeah it might yeah. be bub um anyway uh yeah <laughs> they they said that that's their that's their favorite zombie and you can see that influence on every zombie in these movies um with few exception uh you know they all are have that sort of bub quality to them yeah yeah Definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the this moment with uh, I just God bless Barbara. She has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred percent what I, 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 I respect my mom a lot. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to infantilize my mom, but I, I sometimes I do think about like how like what like what would happen like if like the zombie apocalypse were to just happen tomorrow night, how just my mom would just have no idea what was going on. <laughs> I've watched quite a few scary movies with my mom. So I feel like she might be all right. I feel, and she's a huge um, walking dead fan too. Mm -hmm. So I think she's, she'd be, she'd um, adjust fairly. And she also has a dark sense of humor. So oh, okay, I think she'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's some moms that fall in the Sarah Connor category, and there's some moms that fall in the Barbara category. You know, right? Mm -hmm. And and to Just be like, fair, some dads. Um, let's yeah, no, I think let's be completely you know, honest. Yeah, there there are there are dads, there are Jim Hopper kinds of dads, and then there's yep. then there's Mike's dad, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I, I love that she has no idea what's going on. Like, she's just going along with all of this because this is what her son wants to do this day. Like, <laughs> yeah, like she hasn't really, she, she doesn't in this minute, at least we really don't see her viscerally, uh, like register Phil's death yet. No, mm. I don't know that we ever she's really do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, oof. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that she ever really 
processes this. I mean, I, I feel like her final words, you know, obviously down the road. Um, and I think she says something effective, like it's been a funny day, mm-hmm. you know, just really speaks to her character that she isn't maybe deeply emotionally connecting to all of this, but it's also kind of light and kind of her way, even going out the door, mm-hmm. yeah, the big door, you, so to speak. You kind of get the sense of like, what else has this, this character weathered and endured in her, in her life to where she's able to like, keep that, that, that stiff upper lip. Mm-hmm throughout losing i mean partner, she's she's know? like borderline disassociating um <laughs> yeah you know yeah. uh which, yeah. which is like not it's not it, it's it's not a bad strategy considering it, it it's just surprising right right mm. yeah right um right she's uh god she's a great character uh mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. i love barbara so much um so, so so one other thing i do uh i want i want to bookmark it because i don't even know if this is the time to have the discussion about this but it, it is the first time i've seen it happening which is one of the more interesting things about the movie uh ed completely misses the the past he 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 fumbles in this like like he like he does not open the car he just stands there and if there's even a moment where liz like Ed, you know, like what what are you doing? And this is not going to be the last time that we see Ed completely like not live up to the hero of the apocalypse image that that he's molding for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I I, I kind of just wanted to take a minute just to at least call attention to it for you know when it happens again down the road, maybe we can have a full conversation about it. Yeah, do you do you think he's uh th- this hesitation? Do you think it's a thing where people are just yelling at him and he can't he doesn't understand what they're like why aren't they just opening the door? Or Oh yeah, like is is it as simple as that? Is it yeah. as simple as that? Is it a just like he's just completely like you said, just fumbling, just just not like I don't I like I don't know what to do? Or is it something more sinister and he's mad at Sean? <laughs> And just leaving him in there um, after getting oh, punched man. in the shoulder. <laughs> wow, yeah. Like, is is this is this like Ed's one moment where he's like, I could just, I could just, no one would ever know. <laughs> I could just. <laughs> then me, <and> then <laughs> yeah. And then Liz comes around. Ed, she's like, he's like, oh right, she would know. She would know. Oh, right, yes, she would know. She would know. <laughs> um, <right. laughs> as soon as as soon as one of them's out of the car, the whole plan's shot. Right. Well, he seems pretty consistent in that he doesn't read the room. Yeah. So this seems like it it goes along with him, you know, at other times. And then later on, it'll be, you know, similar uh, Mm -hmm. where he just isn't reading the severity of the situation. So it seems to me like this is just who this this guy is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He already has a cigarette out by the minute's end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That tells you a lot about him. Uh. <laughs> Man, we're just deconstructing this beloved comedy character throughout this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting to rewatch this, and then I'll admit I went ahead the next day and watched Hot Fuzz, and part of it was almost to just see another Nick Frost character mm-hmm. that I could really like right away, because I was kind of like, ugh, Ed, I f- kind of forgot what a 
asshole you yeah. are, you know, and it was nice to kind of pop on over and see this other character because I think of Nick Frost, you know, the actor as somebody that, you know, I love and is such a likable, funny, great guy and has gone on to do some interesting other things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it was kind of a, that part was a little bit of a bummer just, it just because I was like, Oh, this dick, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it was, it was nice to see that. And then to know, you know, he gets a whole nother, you know, gets to be a whole nother different, completely different character in, um, in the world's end as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's that's I think uh, the thing that is most impressive about these about this trilogy and the thing that I feel like not a lot of people give credit where credits due in that Nick and Simon create three completely different and distinctive characters in each of these movies. And it's it's incredible. Really, like you never feel like they're just kind of playing the same character again, you know, um, mm -hmm. each one is so different because uh, you've got, you know, you've got Ed here who's, I mean, you know, to a certain extent, kind of just Nick Frost at the time. Uh, and then you've got Danny Butterman, who is completely different. Uh, you know, he's basically like a Labrador. And then and then Andy, uh, Andy Knightley, who is kind of like a stiff upper lip, uptight kind of character. Yeah, he, he, um, he's kind with, of he's he's definitely the 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 grayest and the most subtle of the three. Like You can't really pin Andy down easily the way that. Right. Right. Which, you know, is kind of the reason why that movie isn't as like immediately iconic as Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, which we will talk about ad 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 infinitum infinitum. <laughs> <laughs> it I think it did give me some of the biggest laughs out of all three of them, though. But I love all of them oh, yeah. for different reasons. So, mm -hmm. um, well, do we have anything else uh, for this minute? Just, um, I was just gonna mention since um we've got our. Uh, this is the last we're going to see of Philip, right? right? In the yeah. movie. I mean, this is, this is, this is it. His bye bye, Bill Nye. Farewell. <laughs> bye bye, bye, Bill Nye. And I was just going to mention a, a recommendation of a action comedy crime sort of a thriller okay. that stars him um, from 2010, and it's called Wild Target. Mm hmm. And um, I don't remember how it came across my transom, as they'd say, as uh, David St. Hubbins would say. But I think it's the first time I saw Emily Blunt. So he's he plays Victor Maynard or Menard, and um, he's a I believe a retiring um, hitman. And oh. then he gets. Um, I think it's one of those, I, I can't, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it's one of those one last job situations or he gets roped back into, you know, killing one more person, but instead he ends up um, sort of all mixed up in her business because it's El Emily Blunt and he doesn't end up killing her. So he goes on, on this wild adventure with her and uh, Rupert Grint. There's also Rupert Everett is in it. Martin Freeman is in it. So wow. um, it's got a great cast. Rory, Rory Kinnear is also wow. in it and a whole bunch of other great, fun British folk. So, um, yeah, I just remember it being funny, action, adventure, you know, clever, interesting, 
and exciting and and uh so yeah mm-hmm. wild target well we're throwing Whoa. out uh bill nye uh uh recommendations um i do mm-hmm. want to recommend where if you want to see uh another thing about uh bill nye being a dad that'll make you cry um <laughs> uh is it it's uh about about time um yes which Richard is Curtis. Uh, a phenomenal film, uh, Richard Curtis, and has a has a um, <clears throat> a different sort of uh, vibe to it than most Richard Curtis movies, because uh, most Richard Curtis movies are uh, very sort of straight down the middle kind of um, rom com sort of things, uh, and usually very much a uh, ensemble rom com at that. Uh, and uh, this this particular um, film is. Uh, kind of just like a it's like a two-hander and you think it's going to be sort of this romantic comedy about um about uh uh what rachel mcadams <laughs> yeah rachel mcadams and uh what, what's his name donald gleason yeah donald that's right donald gleason um and it you i i feel like a lot of people went and saw this movie thinking that that's what it was because that's what it was advertised as and then you go see it and you realize mm. it's actually a story about donald gleason and his father played by bill nye um and hmm. it's uh, it's really really great. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of the perfect movie to watch around this time of year, where it's you know you're kind of naturally reflective on like time and stuff. And, yeah. uh, it's uh, it, it's a tearjerker. It uh, is. Hmm. Oh, good. That I'm glad that you described it that way because I didn't really. I wasn't drawn to see it. Yeah. yeah. Now I am. And it's um, it's a it, it's one of those it's one of those movies in which time travel is under the prism of fantasy rather than science fiction, mm-hmm. uh, mm. which I'm, I'm, is my personal preference. Uh, Back to the Future being like that rare case of like magic and science fiction kind of mm. colliding in a right, quintessentially right. goofy way. Right. Um, I, would like to rec- I would like to recommend <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie where he plays Slurry Barkfast. <laughs> I think it's underrated. <laughs> you know what that his his role in that movie is underrated and i think i actually think generally speaking i think that movie is fairly underrated i don't look i don't like the john malkovich stuff either but uh that they just like kind of added into the movie that wasn't in the book but mm-hmm. um john malkovich aside i think that movie's pretty fun oh yeah I, sam rockwell I, is pretty brilliant yeah. oh yeah. yeah god i love sam yeah. rockwell so yeah. worth a watch um, if you haven't seen it yeah in a while yeah don't read the book when you're gonna watch the movie just watch the movie and you'll probably like it a lot more i mean nothing's gonna compare to that book uh mm-hmm. but you know the movie's a fun watch if the if the book is far enough in your peripheral um or rear view mirror uh i think it i think it plays pretty well um what about what about you molly you have anything Any bill nighy movies <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love Bill Nighy in The Underworld, or Underworld, mm-hmm. it's just Underworld, yeah. um, and I really can't get Victor out of my head, so I really see him as Victor or an 80s, like, aged rocker, or some sort of permutation mm-hmm. of the two, um, but I think under the first Underworld really was a legit flick. Now, there's argument to be made about how it gets progressively crappier each sequel but (laughs) the original i think is is pretty legit and he does play a wonderful vampire and a wonderful vampire father and he's just one he's just vicious and um you kind of want to get a hug from him at the same time (laughs) and you kind of want him to be your your vampire dad and take good care of you and he's wise and 
mean and all of it's very good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so Underworld. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so go go check out uh, the Bill Nye filmography and uh, <laughs> tell us what your pick is. Mm -hmm. And when you're done doing that, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash DGP, which stands for Dueling Genre Productions. And that's our Patreon page. It's uh, yeah. where you can, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of the work that we're doing and you want us to be able to do even more cool stuff and do it at a, at a, at a regular uh pace you know uh that's the place to do it for five dollars a month just five dollars a month uh you pretty much get everything uh you know i i'm actually i'm pretty proud of our of our patreon i think we get we, we pack a lot of content in for the the basic package uh we, we you know we want to reward you guys for supporting us we don't want to you know punish you or freaking you know EA <laughs> you guys into paying for extra stuff but uh yeah, so uh, go to patreon.com or go to duelinggenre.com and uh, click on support. And if you are so inclined, do just that. We would be, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Molly, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Um, you can check us out at cabinminutecast.com. And we're at Cabin Minute Cast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're just kind of everywhere. So come and check us out for uh, Horror Funnies Fun. Yeah. Yes. It's I, I think your show's a nice companion to this show, to be honest. There's a lot of we talk about oh, a lot of the yeah. same kind of uh you know, like genre stuff and everything. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So come on over and give us a listen. All right. Yeah. But uh in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. Oh, baby.